Sorry, I'll take the fall. I'm in the 11 to 14 year old girls. NSA, take note. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Geekscape Games. This is episode 29, uh, California, California Girls. Uh, as you can tell by this botched opening, <laughs> Shane O'Hare is not with us again this week. Uh, and neither is Derek, unfortunately, so our friends from the north are unfortunately missing, but you are stuck with the California boys this week, or California girls according to the title. But without further ado, my name, as usual, last I checked, is Josh Jackson, and I'm here with... It's uh, Juan Carlos. Hey, everybody. So we have uh, no Alaska, no Canada, so you're only stuck with these uh, Southern California boys right now. These Southern California boys who are completely lost without our friends from the north, but uh, the illustrious Derek and Cloptastic Shane <laughs> are with us in spirit, and we're ready to roll into the week's news and games that we've been playing. So, uh, starting with probably the biggest news from last week, unfortunately, we had a bit of a technical difficulty, which... Uh, yeah... Yeah, um, if you wanted to explain that, Juan. I, I think it's only fitting that I that I take the brunt of this. Now, I pride myself on being punctual, and I always give Shane a hard time for for we always say we're going to record at seven, and ends up recording at eight forty seven. And uh, we recorded seven in there. Yeah, we recorded a, a show last week. Uh, it was myself, Derek, and Josh, and my computer died in the waning minutes of the show. We we had a great show. We were down to the last minutes. We were going through the games that we played. My computer died, and when I looked at the file the day after when I charged it up again, the file was there, but there was no audio recorded. So that magic moment is sadly going to be only between us three, and it's going to be lost on Shane, and we can't share with the rest of the world. But we will do our best to replicate that kind of magic once again tonight for you. While and missing one more person. While missing one more person, I think it's it's the the more we do it, it might just be you next week. Uh, <laughs> like at this yeah, rate, t- talking to myself, never getting the intro out. <laughs> so, so you're gonna have to do all the 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 subreddit jokes and and, and the Alaskan jokes uh, all by yourself and all the great intros on your own. Oh yeah. Well, as you could tell, we're off to a great start on that regard. Oh. So I'm not worried at all for next week. But um, but as far as Last week, the biggest topic of discussion, which I did want to make sure to get recorded some way, somehow, uh, is our reaction to Silent Hill's untimely demise last week. Um, Yeah. As everyone's listening is probably aware, uh, the PT demo, which was leading to Silent Hills, was pulled off of the PlayStation Network so that people couldn't uh, download it if they hadn't already. Uh, One piece of information that's been added, I believe just today since we recorded is that um, as of today, Konami completely removed it from the PlayStation Store. Which basically means if you already downloaded it and deleted it off of your hard drive for whatever reason, or if you did what some people were doing and downloading it on or purchasing it on the website so you could download it later, as of now, there is absolutely no way that you will be able to download it again. So adding to the disappointment of Konami canceling a game that so many people were looking forward to with their issue um presumably due to their issues with kojima but now 
people who had downloaded it at one point aren't going to have the option to download it again. And people are already talking about selling their PlayStation 4s on eBay with it <laughs> installed. And there's people that actually want to do it, too. I mean, that's how bad people want to play oh, this Oh, man, game. this is like the, how it was with cell phones and Flappy Bird last year. Is PT now the new Flappy Bird? Like, yeah, PT is a new Flappy oh, Bird. Oh, Jesus. I, I mean... It, no, go ahead. Sorry. It's 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 amazing how how we well, just a few months ago we went from unbridled joy to just hands to your head a complete shock and disappointment. It's like seeing a lead that your your favorite team hold a twenty point lead with like five minutes to go, and somehow they manage to lose. Like you 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 leave and I, I'm sure sports fans will understand that you leave the house like oh there's no way they're gonna lose this okay I can go about my day then you go home you check out the news updates and you see that your team lost by five like yeah. I you don't know how it's it's amazing how Konami can go with uh, Kojima Guillermo del Toro and uh, you know and with this team up and somehow mess it all mess it all up it's it's gone. Yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense on any level. And I mean, as far as your sports analogy, I know we're, I don't know about you, but since we're LA boys, we're, well, at least I'm a Laker fan. I don't know about you. I am. But but yeah, I'm very used to coming home and learning that they blew a 30 point lead. But even <laughs> that doesn't hurt nearly as much as knowing that you have this dream team, like you said, Kojima, uh, Guillermo del Toro, Norman Reedus is the main character. And just a complete revival of a franchise that has been floundering for so long. And even the demo, like so many like publications were giving PT like a horror game of the year and it wasn't even really a game. Nope. So, I mean, if that was just the concept and it got so many people excited and, and I was saying this last week, which was, which was lost, unfortunately, but it just doesn't make sense that these companies or even if it's on, for all we know, maybe it's on Kojima, uh, but that somebody couldn't find some kind of a way to make this happen because people are ready and willing to throw their money at this. It's something that people are passionate about and something that they really want. And the fact that either the argument was so personal that they just absolutely can't do business with each other or it's so petty that one or the other side is just basically holding this game hostage and taking it out, essentially taking it out on the fans in a way when you have this built-in audience who's just ready for this game and it just doesn't make sense to me at all Uh, no same here it really doesn't especially when we're the ones who suffer the most uh you know when when we heard news of this i mean a lot of us are fans of the game and guillermo del toro as a whole so when I mean, Derek was mentioning it last week about this creature designs and guillermo del toro has such an amazing talent in creating these very imaginative creatures. We've seen it with Hellboy. We've seen it with Devil's Backbone and Penn's Labyrinth alone. And just to think that those quality of creatures and imagination will make its way into Silent Hill, what kind of horrific things he could even come up with to put in that universe was exciting. And I I couldn't wait. And that was going to make me buy the PS3, uh, PS4, excuse me. And, you know, and now with this, you know, you know this breakup with with uh, Kojima and Konami and you know that relationship where he's worked with that company for almost 30 years that they could not find a way to make it work and what makes it even more terrible is that I don't know what this means for Silent Hill as a whole because now for all of us who were looking forward to this game and Konami made that comment saying that they're still dedicated to make um, Silent Hill games in the future they're just not going to make this one 
I feel incredibly sorry for whoever is in charge of creating that next game because it's we're always going to have that taste of PT and that idea of what we could have had. And, and you can have a great developer lined up. And you can have the really talented individuals. And for all we know, hell, they do put out a pretty decent game. But we're, but let's be honest, a lot of us are still going to be wanting that game that we never had. Like, what could have happened with Guillermo del Toro and Kojima and Norman Reedus? Like, everything was in line to really put that series back on the map and make it relevant. And now it's forever lost. And I can't see how Silent Hill will ever get back on track and and i don't know if any developer will even want to take silent hill because knowing what kind of criticism they're going to get from fans yeah exactly and like you alluded to it could be one of the best games ever but there's always going to be that what if in the back of our heads yeah like and we, what would this be like if kojima and del toro were behind this and it's and you know and, and i know guillermo del toro was asked that question at a film festival a couple of weeks ago and he says yeah it's not going to happen and norman Reedus made the comment on social media saying unfortunately the project is is canned and and i and i'm disappointed in that we're not going to be able to do it so it seemed both those guys were really saddened that they couldn't take part in this and i know uh guillermo del toro is a real big fan of that series so he would have put his all into it. Uh, I we're never gonna know the full story what happened between Kojima and Konami, uh, which is uh, probably the best for right now. Uh, but it's it's just a very very bitter taste in my mouth because I, I was really looking forward to my wife who is uh, is loves video games and is very picky about her genres. She's a very big fan of that game of the Silent Hill series and. She she when she heard of the news and she doesn't curse a lot but my God she cursed up the storm <laughs> and she wanted answers like if I was somehow responsible for the downfall of that game like I was well what did you do did you not talk to them did you did they not understand that I want to play this uh so uh, I don't know it, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a bummer it's a real bummer and a big loss for all of us see and as two married people we both know that it no matter what it is it's always the husband's fault let that be a listen to you kids and 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 all we do even though it's not our fault we just nod and say we're sorry yep which is a lesson especially to Derek because he's on his way oh that's right that is absolutely right uh you know and and just uh well did you have anything else to add about the Konami as a whole as a company how they're somehow outpacing Ubisoft as our biggest disappointment so far I don't know. It's like a three-way race between Ubisoft, Konami, and Capcom between who's oh, the most disappointing company out right now. And it's Capcom was so far ahead, I didn't think anyone would ever catch up to them, but it seems like Konami and Ubisoft are doing their best. But the thing about Konami specifically is their, uh, their statement when they dropped off of the uh, stock exchange. They, mm-hmm. had, uh, they had cited that their business was booming in the uh, pachinko machine business and in the uh, <laughs> gambling machine business. So, well, thank goodness not, for that. Yeah, of course, because we because that's what we're concerned about. <laughs> Obviously, when they said that they're planning on continuing Silent Hill, they must have meant their Silent Hill pachinko machine series. On a related note, uh, Pachinko Master 2016 is coming to the 3DS this summer. Uh, yeah, it should be an E3 announcement, but you hearing here first. Yeah, I'm in line to pre-order it right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Amiibo support. No, but I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, and just on the subject of games that people have a rabid following for and the companies don't capitalize on it, another one that's come into light recently is uh, Banjo-Kazooie, which people have been begging Microsoft for a sequel for the longest time. 
we got nuts and bolts and i love nuts and bolts personally Re- wow i understand why people don't are so against it and it's mostly because that game could have been its own ip and then they attached banjo kazooie to it and while it wasn't a bad game when you bring back a beloved franchise like that and attach it to completely different mechanics and build up an expectation that's just not there in the final product it just lets everyone down but when we turn to kickstarter as we saw this past week the uh, ukulele kickstarter campaign that was started by a group of former uh, rare developers at a newly formed studio by the name of platonic they you know they announced that they were going to launch this kickstarter it went up last friday and within four hours it met its funding goal and then within 24 hours it met all of its stretch goals to the point where as of now they added new stretch goals to accommodate the uh large amount of donations that they're still getting with 40 days left in the campaign (laughs) so i mean we're at it's like two point i was just gonna say at 40 days to go so we're not they're gonna go all the way to what uh June, like the middle of June or towards the end of June. And they're already at $2.2 million. Yeah, no, it's insane. And I think uh, Mighty Number 9 got up to $3 million. So at this pace, they're looking to out, you know, to outmatch uh, Mighty Number 9 in terms of funds. I read on IGN that. Uh, ukulele is the fastest video game to reach $1 million on oh Kickstarter. God. So, I mean, it's a big deal. And just thinking about it, this all this money that's being thrown at this project could have been, like, theoretically, it could have been Microsoft's. Oh, absolutely. If, but I don't know. My, as far, I mean, a lot of companies do that. Like we mentioned Konami, Capcom, Ubisoft to a degree. But as far as, like, the the first parties, the big three console makers... It feels like Microsoft, especially lately, has been the most apprehensive about capitalizing on the properties they have. And I mean, contrary to, you know, popular belief as far as uh, Xbox's exclusives, I always felt that they have a lot of really strong properties. They just don't use any of them. Oh, my God. That's that's the understatement of the year right there. I mean, there's uh, just to go on a bit of a side note here. um, I mean, they have Mech Assault. They have Crimson Skies. Crimson Skies. Jeez, I love that game. Yeah, I mean they, you know, they finally brought back Killer Instinct after like a decade, more than a decade of yeah. sitting on rare. Um and I don't know, it's like people were made it very obvious and very clear that they wanted a new Banjo-Kazooie and when they never got it, you know, they jumped on this new project which looks incredible by the way, like looking at all of their mission statements and all of the renders that they've put up so far. I mean the two characters, the chameleon and the bat, they look absolutely adorable and it just looks like it's picking up where banjo kazooie left off Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like nothing i mean it has you know it's obviously visually more impressive than banjo kazooie was but it feels like based off of what we've seen that they haven't missed a beat at all and it's just (laughs) continuing as if banjo kazooie 3 was on its way to the n64 that that's what i love about this it feels like this could have been like the cover of nintendo power back like in 1999 you know like it's it just has that vibe and they have samples of the music that they're putting together. They're even, they've reached a stretch goal where they're going to recreate a DK rap. You know, oh, yeah, that's, I saw that. That looks, that's definitely going to be fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, and everything here has me extremely excited and the, the reception from social media has been nothing but positive. 
So it's just a matter of waiting for this game to come out. And now that they made the announcement that they reached a stretch goal where they can release this game on all consoles, so not just PC and Steam, you'll see this for Wii U, uh, you'll see this for Xbox One, PS4, and I think Vita as well. I think that's one of the... They're even going to go there too. Oh, really? Yeah, um, I'm looking at the updates here. And... Yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, Xbox One, Wii U. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I got to take that back. It's Wii U, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. So no handhelds, but it, uh, but all major consoles, yes. Right, right. And so, I mean, like we mentioned, there's 40 days left on the campaign if you want to get in on it. Uh, you you know, you have plenty of time, but make sure to jump on it. It looks like a completely adorable, loving project, and it's good to see those kind of games get attention. And it should be a lesson to companies that are trying to play it a little too safe like Microsoft that if there's an audience out there and they're making their voice heard, it's probably a good idea to listen to them, mm-hmm. which I really hope uh, Capcom, after all these years, is finally starting to do. Um, and I say that because earlier today, the uh, Misadventures of Tron Bon, which is a spin-off prequel to the first two Mega Man Legends games, was... Uh, was rated by the ESRB yesterday and then was released on the PlayStation Network today, which completely set social media on fire. I think Tron Bon was trending for a while earlier this morning. And it's basically giving worldwide or nationwide access for $6 um, a game that's going for, what, $200 on eBay? 200 bucks on eBay. I was, just looked it up earlier today. Yeah, and like... I. Only, I mean, I know it's probably a bit too much to wish for, especially with Capcom's track record lately, but I'm really hoping that if this game sells well, that they'll maybe take a second look at the Mega Man Legends 3 project that they canceled <laughs> earlier, early in the 3DS's lifespan, especially because their main excuse at the time was that the 3DS's install base was too small, which I don't know what they expected during a launch period, but... <laughs> um, but now that you know the 3DS has millions upon millions of units, if this sells well, hopefully, and that's a big that's a big hope because you know they've let us down time and time again in this regard. But hopefully that'll lead to some kind of a revival. I mean, what do you think? Uh, I I think we're living it now. I think this is a. I mean, if uh, Mighty Number no. Nine I think started it, but I think these these games uh, that we all loved and these franchises that we all adored when we were younger and st- and have wanted for so long and that passion has never died out. I mean, that announcement of Mega Man 3 stung, uh, being canceled or being you know on a permanent hold. And, you know, they thought, all right, well, the, the screaming and the whining will die out in a few weeks. But no, it, it's, it's always been there. And people have not, you know, the, the whole old adage, gone but never forgotten. I'll be damned. Those fans don't forget. And uh, they totally went with a. They took a page out of Beyonce's playbook of just you know unannounced, just like oh here's Zeus Barry B and here's the game. And it'll be interesting to see the sales numbers if they ever release those. Right. Especially and the game's going for what five bucks right now? Six, I think. Six dollars. Right. Yeah. So six versus two hundred. All you're losing is a jewel case and a disc that probably Jeez. won't run on anything you own anymore anyway. So. I mean, it's a win-win situation. And have you ever played the game at all, Juan? No, no. Uh, but uh, I want to. And I, I was just about to. Th- I was just thinking right now. Wow, that that game's only six bucks. You know who's screaming right now more than anything? Shades all over the world. 
who have like <laughs> stacked copies of the misadventures of Tronbon and they're looking at the valley going, No, no, my nest egg. It's worthless. <laughs> oh God. And you know who even, ha- who probably has it worse are the people who bought from shades. Like, oh God. Recently. <laughs> Cause I've already seen a few people pop up on Facebook that are like, Oh man, I just bought this a month ago. Uh, <laughs> let that be a lesson to all of you, especially in this day and age where all these games that cost like over a hundred dollars, especially like with fire emblem, just wait. Just wait, because right. you know the minute you buy it, you're gonna see it on the eShop for like half, like a quarter of the price, or not even that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I just want to mention one more thing because I've been a big fan of this game since it came out. Um, jumped on board from Legends One since it was originally released in between one and two. Uh, completely fell in love with uh, Tron and her whole family. If you're unfamiliar with the game, her, her and her family are essentially the Team Rocket of Mega Man Legends where they're kind of like the bumbling thieving mm-hmm. antagonists that consistently pop up through the story and this one puts you in their shoes before they met Mega Man where you get to be the bad guy in a Mega Man universe and it's just completely awesome as bad as it sounds and they make it they make it as adorable as possible because you have the serve bots uh, acting as your minions who do a lot of the heavy lifting for you but there's missions where you're like pillaging towns and breaking into people's houses and stealing their money <laughs> there's you know treasure hunting missions there's rpg style missions where you guide the serve bots through like etrian odyssey style dungeons there's puzzle missions where you move uh crates on a dock to steal so you could have the supplies um there's just so much variety and it's just so quirky and so much fun and uh just to be able to uh have access to this game so easily and for so many people to be able to experience it since very few people did when it was originally released. Um, it's just something, it's just a really exciting thing for me. And not only that, but now everyone will get to see what uh, Tron's moveset from Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and 3 is based around, because that's pretty much where everything she does in the fighting games comes from. So hopefully everyone out there enjoys it about as much as I do. No, I'm sure they will. I, I know there's a lot of people who are really excited. So aside from the heartbreaking Silent Hills news, there has been some really good bright spots. We have the ukulele Kickstarter reaching 2.2 mil, uh, the old Banjo-Kazooie team coming back together to put that uh, game into production. Uh, of course, uh, the misadventures of Trombone just showing up out of nowhere and trending worldwide on Twitter. Uh, however, uh, we do have some kind of like people who want to poo-poo on all this stuff where you think video games are making this nice little resurgence. The, the franchises that we loved in the late 90s, early 2000s are coming back. And we, I saw something last Sunday, not the Sunday just passed, but the Sunday before, that I thought I'd never see. On ESPN2, they were airing eSports. They were airing this uh, like three-hour-long special of uh, the God, the Heroes of the Dorm, and it was a packed house. I think it was UC Berkeley versus I want to say Arizona, and they, you know, they aired it, and I was in complete shock because I never thought I would see ESPN doing stuff that I would see on Twitch, you know, and and the next day, uh, there's an ESPN radio host. His name is Colin Cowherd. And for the you sports fans, you guys are very familiar. He has the show The Herd on ESPN Radio here in L.A. It's uh, syndicated. goes all over the country. Uh, but he criticized ESPN heavily for airing that special. Like, it had no business, apparently, to be on ESPN. A same, the same network, which, by the way, airs four-hour specials about fantasy football. 
<laughs> so <laughs> which is like the jock version of, of Dungeons D- and Dragons. Oh yeah, it's completely and and for anybody who plays fantasy football and tries to dismiss it, no, 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 it's nothing like fantasy. It's nothing like Dungeons and Dragons. No, it is. When you are having draft parties, and when you have an app that you're dealing with players that you don't really own and trying to amass points, and you're winning championships that are made out of old beer bottles, yeah, that you're a geek. You're an absolute geek. You're playing statistics. You're playing numbers. You're doing math. You're doing math. So yes, you're a geek. So it's okay to do fantasy football, but it's not okay to show video games on TV. Which, by the way, ESPN has already done several years ago when they did a whole special on competitive Madden players. Yeah, but Madden's okay because it's football, right? Uh, because it's a video game for him. Yeah, so if it has wizard hats and uh, bows and arrows and, and goblins, I guess it's not okay. Uh, so Colin Howard goes on to say, he said he said he would quit ESPN if he's ever asked to cover esports. He says specifically, here's what's going to get me off the air. If I'm ever forced to cover guys playing video games, I will retire and move to a rural fishing village and sell bait. You want me out? Demand video game tournaments on ESPN because that's what happened on ESPN2 yesterday. He goes on to say, somebody lock the basement door at mom's house and don't let them out. And then he shouts saying, I tolerated Donkey Kong, okay? I'll tell you what that was the equivalent of out there. And then he says something to the effect of watching that stuff on ESPN was the equivalent of him putting a gun in his mouth and having to listen to that. So he's... I, 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 you know, I don't think Colin Coward ever has to worry about covering esports because I would think that ESPN would want someone who knows what they're talking about. And and when you're trying to, and, and Colin Coward, I I love his show. I, he's a he's a really good uh, broadcaster. I find him entertaining. But if you're trying to slam esports, you may want to update your references when the most dated thing you have is Donkey Kong. I mean, you can throw in a Mario <laughs> Brothers, a Zelda. You can throw in a uh, Kingdom Hearts. You know, hell, uh, NHL '93. I mean, something. George Foreman's KO George, boxing. Dude, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. You know, yeah, there you go. The John Elway football. You know, mutant, mutant league football. Yeah, mutant league. Uh, dude, RBI baseball. I mean, something, <laughs> something. But bases loaded. But it, it, when you're throwing Donkey Kong and Pong out there. I mean, come, dude, at least give me Qbert. Dude, you're dating yourself, bro. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, well, I grew with the whole thing. I, but for this guy to rant about video games, I mean, talk about a, an old man telling the kids to get off his lawn. You know, like this, this is the, I, there's no better equivalent than this. And right, right. So, I mean, this guy doesn't get it. And for, for, in me and you, we follow competitive video game sports. I mean, I think we've both been to Evo, um, or at I least watch it. But- I'm planning on it at some point, hopefully to compete. Yeah, I mean, Evo is. Uh, I've went to it two years ago, and I've never been to anything like it. And I don't think I've been to an event where I was so emotionally enthralled. I was there when uh, uh, Justin Wong came up against uh, Chris G and made that comeback when he was down two games and you know swept Chris G after that with that amazing uh, marvelous Capcom play, and the crowd erupted. And I've been to countless hockey games, basketball games, and you know, hockey games and, and nothing, nothing has matched the fervor and the excitement and the hype 
and I know we use that word a lot in this show, but <laughs> I mean the hype. The Geekscape game signature. Yeah, that's what it is. If there's one word that sums up the show, that's what it was. Uh, but Evo and anybody who's been there knows what I'm talking about. The energy in that room. And it could be, I'm not just talking about Marvel's Capcom. It could be anything, really. I mean, there's games like, say, Blaze Blue. You know, that games that you are not familiar with, but just watching these guys play it, it just makes you excited. Uh, and I, not to mention Melee, not to mention the Street Fighter Four Ultra. I mean, hell, even Injustice and Mortal Kombat. You know, it, it just gets the crowd going. And when we had the League of Legends uh, tournament here in L.A., like I think it was last year or two years ago, it sold out the Staples Center. Yeah, and that's insane to me. Like, even to me, who follows esports, has a hard time wrapping my head around that. But I mean, it just goes to show how popular this is getting. Yeah, and 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 if ESPN, I mean, I I, I mean, kudos to them because if they keep doing that, they'll gain their audience because there's people, there are people who want to see that. I mean, one day, one day we will see Evo aired on a major network. It's gonna happen. It's not gonna be just something that we're gonna stream online. We're gonna be watching it on TV, a major network is going to air it. And I'm just surprised no one's picked up on it now. You know, the names that we talk about, especially like in the melee scene, your Leffens, your PPMDs, your Mewtwo Kings, Hungrybox, your your Zeros, all those guys, or Mangos, all those guys are going to be household names. I mean, sooner or later, because kids are playing those games now. I we There's a whole high school Smash Brothers League in Southern California that, here with that Mission Viejo, Tustin, Orange County, Los Angeles, Whittier, they're all and they're all playing this weekend actually at UC Irvine. Uh, and I mean, the crowd is there, the the audience is there, and they're never going to go away. They're, they, I mean, they've been here for over 10 years, and so it's about time that ESPN has acknowledged it to some degree. And for to have some guy Colin Coward trying to dismiss it as just a niche thing that's going to be swept under the rug, and then to go on to say that you know, making references to mom's basement and using sound bits from Revenge of the Nerds, come on, man. If, if you know what you don't need to quit just somebody should probably just let him go <laughs> right or they should just give him they should just give him that job as a as a joke like like all right you're covering evo right <laughs> well uh i don't see any atari paddles like how uh, do they play this the, yeah it's 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 where do it's, you put the quarter yeah, you know, and uh, no one would ask colin cowherd to cover when you have some guy like like prog who's out there who's an incredible talent what he does so no Colin, Colin Coward your job is safe don't worry old man go back to your matlock go, <laughs> go, 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 go play your pole position I know it's a scary game that looks like a car but it's not real it's okay track and field oh, I, bet he ha- I bet he has one of those NES pads in his house yeah and he uses his hands that little bitch <laughs> alright enough of Colin Coward let's move on to some other more entertaining stuff so we have yeah, a sure. this Friday, we have uh, the Splatfest continues. Of course, we, we have go. We can't go a week without our Splatfest. No, I think it's going to be going. Yeah, we're going to have Splatfest. It's a summer of splat. That's what I'm calling it. The <laughs> summer of splat. Summer of splat. It's perfect. And uh, so this Friday we're getting a Nintendo Direct. I think it's uh, airing around uh, eleven o'clock, if I'm correct. Yeah. Actually, let me double check. I think it actually might be tomorrow, so which would be Thursday Whoa. as of this recording. Oh wait a minute, you're right. The seventh. That is tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow morning at 7 Pacific, our Oof. time. Oh, I'm going to be at work. Well, I mean, uh, we can catch the first half hour of it. Well, what are you, what are you expecting to hear from it? Uh, 
Well, let's see if we, I want us to hear more online multiplayer options because I know that's a big thing uh, for, for all of us. You know, so I'm hoping more on the customization stuff, maybe a little bit more details on what the Amiibos can do and maybe some maps. I'd like to see more maps than the one we played at, uh, at WonderCon and that we've been seeing in videos. Uh, we'll probably get more of the actual first player campaign, get to know some of the enemies that we'll be fighting. Uh, I, I'm just curious about that universe. I mean, I, I really like the art style. I like the 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 music. That ch- has some charm, but I, I'm ready to to learn more, and I want to learn more about the antagonist. I want to know more about the Splatoon universe. Where do these right, inklings, right. ink kids come from? Uh, if there's any more variant weapons we can use, uh, what kind of game modes we can we can play? Is there any kind of King of the Hill? You know, any kind of way we can keep track of our of our teams online, or is it just kind of like you drop in, you drop out, kind of deal? Um, uh, how about you? No, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, I mean, I played it at E three and WonderCon and loved it. Did you get a chance to play it at E three at all? No, I tried. Or- I, I couldn't get to go in because we had the whole debacle oh, with the right, badges. That's right. That's right. And I was no, but- trying to get a job interview too. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh, God, there was so much going on last time. Yeah. It was a mess, but it was a mess just like Splatoon, right? But uh <laughs> <laughs> No, but with Splatoon, like I loved it at E3, I loved it at WonderCon, but you're right. They haven't really told us much and we're only 3 weeks out from release. So, yeah. like I E3 and WonderCon like a whole year apart almost had the same level for the demo. Uh, the same level's been in most of the trailers. We haven't, we've seen, I feel like at this point we've seen more of the single player than the multiplayer. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to learning about how the Amiibo are going to work with it in more detail. Um, definitely want to see the different stages that we're going to have for multiplayer. Uh, if there'll be any other modes, like you said, and just, I I basically want to know that I'm not getting a game that is going to be like a short single player campaign and then a shallow multiplayer game, which is what unfortunately I feel like so many shooters on the other consoles are, but I feel like Nintendo always kind of just beats, um, follows the beat of their own drum. So I feel like they're going to add a lot of that Nintendo staple to it and have robust single player content and, a multiplayer mode that's fun enough that'll keep us playing for a long, long time, which I really hope because that's kind of the selling point of the game. Uh, the only thing that I worry about is that Nintendo's strong suit has never really been online, save for the occasional like Mario Kart game. Mm-hmm. So since this game is designed to be multiplayer focused, I really hope that it's strong enough and varied enough to hold itself together to be worth the purchase. But, I mean, so far, just from a basic gameplay standpoint, I don't see any reason why it shouldn't, uh, why we should be too worried about it. No, Nintendo's putting a lot of uh, effort to really push this game hard. I mean, they gave it, pretty much gave it its own booth at WonderCon, and they're giving it its own bundle. Smash Brothers didn't get its own bundle, but this game is. I mean, the last yeah. game to get a bundle was what, uh, Wind Waker? The remake? Um, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so, and that was what, a Christmas ago? Yep, like it's, a year and a half now. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a year and a half. So, uh, Nintendo obviously has a lot invested in this game, and uh, hopefully tomorrow morning we'll learn more. So by the time the show goes live, you guys will already know what they said. So this will all be after the fact. But you know, it, it, I'm really hoping that we get not just what happened with a what was that direct that we got maybe like the Xenoblade Chronicles direct that we got like 
seven minutes of of info and then it just right. kept, yeah it was like almost like non-existent info we had to watch the treehouse play it so i i and want like, i yeah, want something more about in depth. that one was sorry i just wanted to add that the thing about the xenoblade direct is it was all information that we either already heard from the previous treehouse event or just everything that we've already known from the japanese direct which yeah pretty much anyone who's following that game was already well aware of so yeah, so well, so I know next week's show is going to be very interesting because we're going to be at the 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 after party, so so to speak, the after party spot fest of uh, what Splatoon is going to offer. Yep, just spot fest all around. Oh, and if if they announce that there's white ink, I know Shane's going to have a day one purchase ready to go. <laughs> Shane never has a shortage of white ink. <laughs> there's a Reddit to prove that. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, uh, speaking of shortages, um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a, now that's a segue. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of shortages, um, Nintendo is finally after about five months acknowledged. Right. Yeah, acknowledged the Amiibo Crisis 2015, where, as you know, and if you listen to this show, we've. I don't think we've gone an episode without complaining about Amiibo in one way or another, whether or not it's the, it's the stock or how bad they look or what. But um, to continue that trend, uh, Nintendo released some interesting statements in regards to the future of uh, Amiibo availability. Uh, from their press release, they said, We appreciate the enthusiasm that our fans continue to show towards Amiibo. In other words, we um, appreciate all your money. Yeah, now that, we, now that Shades took all your money. Uh, sales for the product have exceeded our expectations. Actually, we, we want more of that. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm just decoding it as you're going. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, feel free. Okay. And we understand how frustrating it can be at times if consumers are unable to find certain figures, and we apologize for that. Somebody in our tech support barely sent us a tweet yesterday that you guys were pissed, so now we're going to throw you a bone. <laughs> Nintendo plans to make it easier for consumers to know when Amiibo are on the way. Though Nintendo press oh through Nintendo press announcements, timely updates on our social media channels, and workly and closely working with retailers, uh, we we got Sakurai out of his cell to kind of <laughs> make more toys for you. So sit tight. <laughs> that's a shame that they're making one man make those toys. No wonder there's so many. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's only Sakurai. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, and then. We may continue to see consumer demand outpace supply levels for certain characters at times, but we will do our best to prevent that from happening. Uh, th don't give $300 to Shades on eBay when you can give those $300 to us. As our library of Amiibo continue to grow, some figures will be easier to find than others. Get ready for more Mario. <laughs> <laughs> we are consistently looking for the opportunity to reissue Amiibo and are already making plans to bring some currently out-of-stock Amiibo figures uh, stay tuned for details. <laughs> stay tuned for a, for a detail about future details in the future. So, in other words, more Mario and five villagers <laughs> worldwide. But I we mean, did <laughs> we did get a, 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 an update from a German Nintendo rep who said the same thing that that we should expect more Amiibo this summer in greater numbers than they originally shipped because we did get it uh, that direct a couple months ago when they were talking about Codename Steam. They said that they were going to release more Martha Amiibo this month. That was going to come out in May, and hope and, and there was rumors that they were going to include the Villager and Wefit Trainer in that because those were the original Holy Trinity, the like the hardest to find when the first wave. But of course, if that's the case, 
I'm curious to to know if this stuff also affects those retailer exclusives that came out, like your, uh, what was it, your Rosalinas, your Lucarios, your Meta Knights. Are do are those included in the restock, or is it just the standard ones? Because if that's the case, uh, you know, people who still want to collect or are late to the amiibo collecting thing, they may never get those amiibo. Right. Well, there was a report that came out saying that Shulk might be coming out um, and getting some more restocks. So if Shulk's getting it, you would assume that um, more of the ex- store exclusive ones would get it too. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to say. Look, Nintendo, this is all that I want. I want to be able to not have to line up for 15 hours to get my Greninja. I don't also want to sign up for a credit card if that's yeah, possible. I also don't, yeah, none of us want to sign up for a credit card either, Toys R Us. So please, that was another thing we covered last week. So please, please, Nintendo, do what you need to do. Thank you for finally acknowledging our plight five months later after most of us have paid shades, Mm -hmm. fortunes, and life savings to collect these things because we're in too deep at this point. You have our money. Let us give it to you. And and don't be jerks and put up a a display at WonderCon that has Marth the Villager and Wii Fit Trainer in it. When That's, no one can get it. No, or, and, oh, and Robin and Lucina to top it all off. <laughs> oh, yeah. To make it worse, I think every Target I've been to still has a banner above their Amiibo section that says Rosalina exclusive. <laughs> you know what? Why don't you just do this at E3 this year? Why don't you get a pompous rich kid and put him in a glass booth and just give him all the Marth and Lucina Amiibos and just have them break them? Yeah, no. It's, I was just thinking while you were saying that, that if Nintendo were to come back to E3 and do an onstage press conference, it should just consist of Reggie, like, stomping Amiibos. <laughs> oh, you want this one? Oops, I stepped on it. How about this one? Oh, no. That's why, you, can, don't ha- <laughs> that's why you don't ha- have them, because I have them all. <laughs> they could demo the new Wii Fit and put them on the balance board while they're doing a jogging <laughs> game. <laughs> oh. No, it, but it's terrible. But, I mean, at least it sounds like Nintendo's finally trying to get on top of things. Which helps because uh, Nintendo is also giving out a Dragonite distribution f- coming to GameStop soon. Mm. Um, from mid-June to July, it's going to be a Dragonite event. Unfortunately, it's going to be the same way they've been doing it since the 3DS games have come out. So you're going to have to go to GameStop, um, ask, for a, ask for a voucher that they may or may not give you because some of the stores are holding them hostage and forcing mm-hmm. you to pre-order things even though that wasn't a requirement. Yes, they do. And then you scratch off the you scratch off the voucher, hope to god that the voucher actually scratches <laughs> off and you don't tear through it. Then put in your code, download it and Hold on, hold on. I'm I'm writing all this down. Uh, oh yeah, make sure, make sure because last time the uh, GameStops just gave some GameStops just gave stacks to the same people and they all went up on eBay. <laughs> so you want to make sure to get this down. So um, GameStop and but voucher, it, okay. Yep, voucher and then okay. yeah, no, and pre-order possibly. Pre, okay, and e, uh, something, yeah, something like that. I don't want to trade in a tablet or iPhone. Okay. Yeah, no, especially not for like twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want their but, credit card. Oh, that's the worst thing ever, isn't it? Yeah. I it was it felt so predatory it's like they had those advertisements that said refund your refund (laughs) and we're like asking people who probably don't have very much money to begin with to sign up for their 30 percent interest (laughs) gamestop (laughs) credit card and then spend the little bit of money that they get back on their tax return on more games to pay (laughs) that that's probably all just going to go to the interest on their highest 
interest card. Oh God. But uh, but yeah, Dragonite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was uh, worth it for Lego Batman Three. Oh, or you're gonna need a credit card for Lego Dimensions, but that's another. Oh, episode. that's another episode waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, but uh, with uh, Dragonite, it's going to have Dragon Dance, which raises its attack and speed. Um, it's going to have Hurricane, Outrage, and Extreme Speed, which is a move that's very hard to get legitimately in the game. So Ex- Extreme Speed also a very hard drug to get on the streets. Oh yeah, not as hard as Amiibo though. <laughs> not as hard as Amiibo. No, definitely not. But, um, but yeah, it sounds like it's going to save people a lot of time and energy to be able to download this. Um, I'm just waiting for the Hoopa announcement, though. That's what we really want, Nintendo. So uh, Hoopa, yes. As soon as you could jump on that, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Dragonite at all? Are, have you finished Pokemon yet? I have not finished Pokemon yet, uh, but I am on pace to finish it by the end of this month. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say year. No, no, no. This month, because I, <laughs> I have to get it done in May, because I have too many games that I want to play. I have uh, Destiny, uh, the new House of Wolves update coming up, uh, and I have to finish Xenoblade Chronicle, uh, Xenoblade on my 3DS, and I also need to get the last custom moves for Smash Wii U. I'm, I'm like five moves short, so oh, dude. I'm, I'm just farming and farming and farming away, doing Trophy Rush like a madman. Oh yeah, you're you're way more disciplined than I am. I gave up on that months ago. <laughs> like I'm just, I need to get because I, I have to have a tournament done in my school, and I go, yeah, custom moves are legal, as Evo said. So for that to be happening, I need to make sure all the custom moves are available. Uh, right, so, right. So I see so that's who's, dedication. Yeah, but who was the jackass who was trying to get custom moves with Mewtwo for an hour until he realized that the custom moves did not exist? <laughs> yeah, this guy. See, I mean, just think about how better our country would be if all teachers were as dedicated as you are. I, I, I give to the children. I give to the children. No, yeah, definitely. And speaking... And, and no vouchers needed from them. Yeah, no vouchers needed. And speaking... Perfect segue again. Perfect segue, Shane, take notes. Speaking yeah. of being generous to children... California has it going this week. Yeah, California's got it going down. But speaking of giving, being generous <laughs> to children... Um, Former professional wrestler, and, my uh, bae, your waifu, my waifu, my waifu, whose real husband would probably beat my ass if I ever got ten feet, like ten feet to his wife. Uh, but anyway, um, AJ Lee slash AJ Brooks, uh, retired professional wrestler, has started a sponsorship, or a scholarship, I should say, sponsoring a scholarship for um, a fifteen hundred dollar award for. The Girls Make Games Camp. So if you're unfamiliar, uh, Girls Make Games is a group that puts together workshops, camps, and just all around good, all around great programs for girls between the ages of 11 and 14. So it's right up Shane's alley. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> oh, God, sorry. You should stick with the plastic toy jokes and not, not the pedophilia jokes. Oh, my God. Um, but, uh. Sorry, I'll take the fall. I'm in the 11 to 14 year old girls. NSA, take note. Um, but yes, the sponsorship. Uh, you're going to be able to record a one minute video explaining what kind of video game concept you would design at this camp. Um, you can submit one video a day, uh, every day until May 15th, at which point the winner will be selected and will be granted the $1,500 award where they'll be able to attend the girls make games camp in chicago so the actual camp will be free of charge but of course 
if you're the lucky girl or parent of a child who wins it and don't live in the area, you'll have to arrange your own travel. But I don't know. I think that's more than worth it to be able to attend that type of a camp and really drive inspiration for future game developers. I mean, what do you think? Uh, absolutely. I mean, even if you want it, you need funds. I think any kind of social media fundraising project would easily see you get those funds and then some. Uh, like some kind of Kickstarter or just kind of the, some donation site. But I, I just think it's incredible that AJ Lee, who is, you know, you know, there's a lot of girls who get flack, especially women who say that they love games. They say, oh, you're just saying you love games because you want to get, you know, guys to follow you on Twitter and to send you presents and to get notoriety. From day one, AJ Lee has made it known. Like, no, she loves comics. She loves video games. She would brag about training Pokemon, and I know that's a dream for most guys. Like, I don't want, I don't want to kiss her. I don't want to like. I just want to trade Pokemon with her, <laughs> and to for her to, to to sponsor a group like this is just incredible. And and I cannot applaud her enough. And I we need more people like her. No, definitely. And funny story when you mentioned the Pokemon, one of my personal goals was to get her street pass, assuming she had one. Uh, you know she has to have one. If she, not, I mean, she, she has, has to. to. But- She's never had it at signings though. I've had my I've had like three DSs so I could save her mm. uh, save her me in all kinds of places. Maybe she but... never cleared her plaza. Maybe. Hey, that, that's got to be it. And you know what? Uh, now when she has a little bit more time off, I can't imagine her not wanting to get back into Pokemon just at least a little bit. No, I'm sure. I'm sh- she's finished the Pokédex by now. I can almost oh, guarantee yeah. you that. Yeah. No. But, so well, you know, one day, one day it's going to happen one day. You know it is. Yeah, no, it's gonna have to. I mean, I'm I'm persistent. Trust me. The stack of restraining orders against me <laughs> prove that I'm resilient, if nothing else. Yeah, those stack of restraining orders. That's just more paper to write love letters, my friend. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of, while we're completely in the creepy zone, uh, anyone who's listening will probably not be listening much longer. But if you want to see something really terrifying, check out hashtag JJ Lee on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be able to see what I've been up to uh, during WrestleMania week. So, uh, oh, yeah, so it, 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 it's, a, it's beautiful, actually. It's very yeah. beautiful. So just and before you do that, we just want to emphasize that we thank you for being listeners <laughs> for the last uh, six months. But uh, we wouldn't no, blame you at you're all. Gonna, no, I, I think day. JJ Lee is going to get even more fans. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's like, gonna I be uh, maybe someone wanted, but but some <laughs> but there will be fans. I don't know. There's uh, to me, there's no such thing as attention uh, that's unwanted, I, I, especially I, I, involving I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really into this. Uh, JJ Lee, can we get JJ Lee more posters on Geekscape? <laughs> <laughs> can we just make JJ Lee uh, a Geekscape mascot? Kid, I have a PO box. You could just send the pictures there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh god! Uh, I'll give the last piece of news. Des- Des- uh, Destiny. Disney has announced it. Disney Infinity 3.0 now with the long-awaited Star Wars roster. So Darth Vader, Han Solo, Luke, Leia, Scout Troopers, um, Darth Mauls, and I don't remember seeing a Boba Fett, but man, they got to have a Boba Fett in there. They'll probably and, have a Boba Fett eventually. And... Uh, we, you know, so I don't know. I, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I, um, I know you are a very big Disney fan. So, is this something that's going to be on your radar come November? God, I was trying my best to cut back, as we've documented before on this show. I'm currently up to date on all my amiibo. 
I have almost every Disney Infinity figure, and I have most Skylanders. So I've dropped a small fortune on these useless plastic toys that I don't play with for more than five minutes. But after seeing the Star Wars figures, I mean, they're really going all out. Like, honestly, I was disappointed with the Marvel one a bit because it seemed to have less content than the first one. It had three play sets as opposed to the first game's five, which are essentially the single player campaigns. And it just felt like, even though the single player, even though those toy boxes were bigger than the first one, or at least the Avengers one was bigger, it just felt like it was a lot, like, for taking up the huge uh, task of trying to, um, you know, integrate Marvel, it felt like there wasn't nearly enough content for it. However, um, with the announcement with Disney, they came out with a ton of new details, um, most exciting of which is that the Star Wars sets were going to have three different single-player campaigns, much like the Marvel one, uh, one of which is going to be based off of Clone Wars, the Clone Wars cartoon series, uh, one of which is going to be based off of Episodes 4, 5, and 6, and then one that's going to be based off of The Force Awakens, which hasn't been revealed yet since they, they're still developing it, and they, of course, want to keep something under wraps for, before the movie comes out. But in addition to the Star Wars, um, and... If you go back a couple episodes, I actually predicted this, but they also announced that they're going to have... I don't remember. What's the name of the movie, Juan, that Pixar is coming out with? Oh, Inside the Out. The the emotions. Inside Out. Um, with the leak last a uh, few weeks ago that showed that there were going to be five different Inside Out figures, I remember saying that the only way that they would have that many figures for one movie is if it would have its own playset, which it does. Mm. So on top of the three Star Wars campaigns, it's going to have the Inside Out campaign. And then they're also continuing the Marvel line with an Age of Ultron one. And while they haven't revealed if they're going to expand the Avengers set, it looks implied that you're going to be able to still use the old Avengers figures on it. Oh, that's and, amazing. And they've, uh, well, that and, uh, don't quote me on that because it's not 100% confirmed, but all the images are showing pictures of the old figures. But it looks like they're also adding an Ultron figure, naturally, and a Hulkbuster Iron Man. Oh, so that's for our good, our good buddy Dre is like jumping up and down for that. Oh one. yeah, I know. And it looks awesome. Like I, I've been, always been a big fan of the Disney infinity toy designs. Like we've talked about before, but mm-hmm. on top of all that good news, um, the thing that I'm most excited about personally is that, um, and are you familiar with the game at all, Juan? Yes. I, I have the first one. Oh, okay, cool. So you have the, like, you know how the power discs work, mm-hmm. how they're like blind packs and you end up with like 50 duplicates yes. before you can complete a set. Uh huh. Um, while they haven't said whether or not the pricing is going to be any different, they um, said that the blind packs are going to be a thing of the past with part. Oh, three, and e- they're going to come out with individually labeled packs telling you exactly which discs you're oh, getting. Oh, fantastic! So no more blindly buying discs and getting stuck with like fifty Wally maps when <laughs> you're just you just want the up cane. Um, and on to make all of that great news even better. They said that they listened, quote unquote, they listened to their fans who were saying that the game was too expensive. So it's going to be launching for, at $65 instead of the standard 75 that Skylander oh, set. But part of me thinks that they're dropping it not necessarily because of fan um, outcry, because I've never really heard anyone complain that it's too expensive. It's just that the figures after the fact are too pricey to buy all of them. But I think... and. You could tell me what you think about this too, but I think they're worried a little bit about uh, Lego Dimensions. Oh, I I would be too. 
And Lego um, Dimensions is launching at $100, which is $25 more than the standard that Skylanders set and that Disney Infinities followed. So to me, it's smart of them to release this in the uh, during the holidays, a Star Wars game that's launching right before the Star Wars movie, presumably around the time that Age of Ultron will be coming out on DVD. And, um, and Inside Out will likely be coming out on DVD around the same time. And you're launching it at $10 cheaper than Skylanders, assuming there's a new Skylanders this year. And a whole like $35 cheaper than Lego Dimensions. And, you know, if you're a parent and you're looking for a Christmas gift for your kid, and, you know, to most parents, all these games are the same. And they see a Star Wars set for 65 versus like a Lego set with like what, Gandalf, Batman, the Batmobile? Yep. And. I don't know. I feel like Batman and Star Wars is a pretty even trade-off for most people and selling it at that much cheaper to where you could get a whole nother like set of like set of three or four figures in that time. Like it's to me, to most families, it'll be a no brainer. And just with so much good news coming out of it, I might be hooked again and have to do it and have to start all over again with the Star Wars set. Uh, it's, it's Star Wars is going to be, uh, I got to be very, very careful with this because with uh that's very close to christmas and i gotta do all my shopping and then battleground uh, battle uh, star wars battlefront is out around that time too and, and that's gonna be my main game but i think this may be the first time where i collect the figures and not play the game i i don't know i may be i may just collect the figures during november and then just wait later on to actually play the game but um I really want that Scout Trooper one, though. That Scout Trooper is my favorite Star Wars character outside of the the main cast. So the minute I see that, if it comes with a speeder bike, holy crap, even more so. Right, right. And just as a tip, uh, the Disney Infinity figures generally go down in price fairly quick. Yeah. And right now, um, like the last three weeks, every store has had a different sale. So Toys R Us was selling power discs for a quarter two weeks ago. Oh, my God. And we're selling the figures for like eight bucks. Then last week Target was selling the figures for eight bucks, and then this week Best Buy is selling the figures for eight bucks. Jeez. And then with the Gamers Club Unlocked, that drops it even more. So if you're not going to get the game, um, and since Disney's actually decent in regards to Disney Infinity, and they don't make it near impossible to find any of them, like Nintendo, um, you could probably hold out if you're not going to get the game, wait until they're cheap, and then just stock up when they're on clearance because. That's actually how I've completed most of my collection on it. So I didn't, as even though it's still pretty pathetic, I didn't buy them all brand new or like at full price. So I'm not, I have a little bit of sense. <laughs> uh, we're approaching the one hour mark. So, yep. so we now are, it's about time to talk about the games we've been playing this week. You got to start winding it down a little bit. Yeah. Though we see the advantage of it just being us California boys, though, is that we were able to get, I feel like we were able to get through quite a bit. We we actually got through a lot of news. I'm looking at the list. We got through a lot. Um, yeah, for sure. And it's, in terms of games, I'm going to keep mine really quick. It's been a very, very um, busy week as we're approaching finals with my kids in class. We're, we're doing a lot of studying, a lot of after-school tutoring, so it's really cut into my my game time. But all I've been really doing playing at school is Project M, Smash Brothers, uh, playing the Puzzles and Dragons Mario Brothers Edition demo. And uh, God help me, I uh, still cannot get off Destiny. Uh, I've, I've, I know a couple weeks ago I was saying like I finished the main game and it was just done, but I'm discovering the, the weekly raids, the daily challenges, and I've been meeting some really great people on the online forums. Actually, some Geekscape listeners I played with, 
Um, so it's been they make that experience a lot more fantastic. And then with the House of Wolves DLC coming out in on March nineteenth, uh, I have to make sure that all my characters are leveled up. My only regret is I don't have it on a PS4 because that's where apparently a lot of my friends are playing it. So I'm like the odd man out and have to find friends on the interwebs to get those raids done. But that's pretty much what I've been playing. Um, I'm going to see if I can finish up Codename Steam by the end of next week. And so I can give my full review of that and try to get some headway into Xenoblade as well. Right, right. And do you think you're still going to be in the Destiny when Den of Thieves rolls around? Uh, yeah, that's part of the, the, the House of Wolves pack. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah, so it's like a... Uh, so. I, absolutely. I mean, uh, the Bungie does such a fantastic job of dealing with the community. So, uh, it, it, because of that, that's what kept me in. Is because they they constantly add more stuff. They keep the community updated, and the way the House of uh, Wolves DLC looks like, especially with the story, with the reef opening up and a whole new place where the players can uh, socialize, uh, new um, you know marketplace, new factions to join. This, the universe is just expanding. So this is a huge step in the Destiny franchise. So I'm really excited. So we're two weeks away from that. But the only problem is, damn it, Splatoon is out this month too. There's just too much good stuff. And so uh, I have to really budget my time accordingly. So it's what like you the been... AMPM of gaming. Yeah. <laughs> too much good stuff. Too much good stuff. Which what... might be a California reference. I don't know if there's really uh, AMPMs outside I of think here. they're more Circle K in the East Coast. Or QT at Arizona, I know. Yeah, that yeah. But yeah, but as far as the games I've been playing, um, I've been most, I've been actually playing quite a few games this week. But I'm only going to, well, I'm only going to really talk about one because the first one I wanted to talk about is Attack on Titan: Humanity in Chains, which is officially released next Tuesday and is under embargo, so I can't talk about it. But <laughs> suck on that, everybody. Yeah, so I'm playing a game, and you can't know anything about it, but I'm playing it, so that's awesome. Uh, but the review, the embargo lifts on Monday. Uh, check back with Geekscape.net and check out the full review of Attack on Titan. If uh, there, I'm sure there are anime fans out there listening. If you're curious as to whether or not it's worth the download, uh, make sure to stay tuned to that. Um, but another game that I got for review that is not under embargo is Hyperdimension Neptunia U. Which it feels like every other week I'm talking about a Hyperdimension Neptunia game. My wife actually was surprised that I got another review copy, <laughs> considering that I think this is the third game they've released this year. Um, but unlike the other ones that were RPGs, uh, this one is like a Dynasty Warriors style action game where it's actually developed, and I'm going to butcher this, I don't play the series and I don't really follow it, but uh, it's developed by the same people and based around the, um, is it Sengara? Uh, wait, like Basara? God, I know that's completely wrong. But um, basically, it's a. I'll cut to the chase. It's the it's the <laughs> game where you play as female ninjas whose clothes rip as they get damaged by enemies. So it's a Shane game. Yeah, so it's a Shane game, uh, and which is why he really needs to get a Vita because every week I'm talking about my Vita review games, and he's like, "Oh, that sounds amazing! I need a Vita," and he doesn't get it because he probably forgets it exists as soon as we stop recording. <laughs> um, but no, this one's the same way. You take too much damage. Uh, their clothes rip, which is a little disturbing considering that half the cast is... I think, like, two of the girls... Like, half the cast is under 18, and two of the girls that are under 18, I'm pretty sure, are, like, 11. But 
<laughs> with that said, it's still a lot of fun to play. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> it's, um, I mean, it's your basic fare. If you're bored by those kind of games, this isn't going to change your mind. But the thing that I've always harped on when it comes to Neptunia is its self, uh, self-referential self humor, fourth wall breaking, self-aware um, dialogue. And it's just really funny to listen to them be like, oh, uh, our clothes are ripping. This never happened in our other games. And then they're like, hey, like developer, you, I didn't think you'd treat us this poorly. So it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just funny all around it's a blast to play it seems like it's going to have a lot of replay value with like uh 10 different characters that you can level up individually and uh having and each one has different sets of like combination attacks depending on who they're paired with so um that will be reviewed as soon as i finish it which will hopefully be this weekend but um you know i'll look forward to diving into it more as we go awesome Uh, but as far so that's about it for the games we've been playing so next we want to move on to our mission objective, which is the one that we asked two weeks ago. Um, let's see, which is their biggest gaming regret. Uh, did you get any responses on your end, Juan? I did not. Okay, I see. So I have the ones that I had from last week on our lost episode. Um, Peter P. said, Sonic Rise of Lyric and Shattered Dimensions. Noah R. said, Mario Party Island Tour. You watch your mouth about Island Tour. Did you like it? I liked it. I think you're the only one who did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I rented it on release date from Gamefly. It sat in my envelope for six months, and then I just mailed it back oh and never God. played it. Like, that's my habit with Gamefly. I've spent... I have Gamefly to save money, but I think I've spent more money with the game just sitting there for months at a time. But um, Xavier F. said, that's a tough question, but without thinking about it, either Operation Raccoon City or Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Oh, um, those are tough calls. Oh, yeah. God, I know. I, I wasn't a fan of Ground Zeroes at all. Um, Dan L. said Two Worlds. Carlos L. said Fables 2 and 3. Um, Matthew R. said Maple Story. Christopher J. said Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Uh, Richard C. Mm, said yeah. Bullet Witch. Oh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a weird game. I liked it, but it wasn't my it no. wasn't the greatest though. No, I'm glad I didn't wasn't. rush out to buy it. Um Richard C said Bullet Witch, and then Zach S said Bullet Witch wasn't that bad. Uh which Megan would echo. Um Matthew D didn't name a specific game, but he said losing all losing his save at the end of one of his games. Uh Jennifer H said finishing Mass Effect three. And then Zach S came back to say um Alien Colonial Marines. Fortunately, oh, yeah. he only rented it. Good. And then he said he had a friend that played through it with him, and it was so awful that they had a great time playing it. <laughs> but it was a huge letdown, and that Gearbox could go to hell for that one. Pretty much. Uh, Daniel S. said the most recent Golden Sun, and then at which point Chris uh, Chris at, or Chris or J. came back and said, no, my ears and my eyes because of how, disappointment, or how disappointing. Is that Dark Dawn? Uh, yeah, Dark Dawn yeah. was. Um, and then we got... Uh, more responses from the interwebs, thanks to Derek. His answers from last week. Kyle A. said, buying Watch Dogs. Jonathan L., our fearless leader, said, allowing Geekscape games. Uh, <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and then Derek responded, said, being on Geekscape games. <laughs> which is which explains why he's not here this Probably, week. Probably, yeah. Because he, got, yeah. he thought he would cancel, so he's like, why are we recording? 
Yeah, right. Um, Miles H said supporting a Sims game that wasn't SimCity. Uh, Michael B said selling his Tama game. He traded it in at EB Games for $8 credit, and now it's worth like 80 Oh, my God. Um, Benjamin D said Max Hazard, such a good concept and such an awful game. And I remember last week when we were going over these, Derek didn't know what that was. So it was basically like an 80s video game character who was washed up and then they hired him back for like a modern game. Yeah, and that it was, was a really cool concept. Yeah, but it was a terrible game. Yep. Um, then Eric F. said he literally just remembered Tomba a few, we- a few days ago when it was a great game. And then Jonathan, of course, saying, what's Tomba? Just <laughs> kidding. Shane. Carlos still- from Angry Bananas is one day going to kill everyone who doesn't respect Tomba. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the amiibo sketch that Jonathan did in real life, but with Tomba <laughs> instead. <laughs> so, as far as this week's question that we posed to our listeners, um, we're using uh, once again using the same one we did last week because we're playing a bit of catch up. Uh, what was the most disappointing piece of gaming news that you've heard? Just to follow up with the uh, disappointment of Silent Hills getting canceled. Uh, did you have yours, Juan, or did you uh, have a uh, new one for us? And I, I've, I just I can't get away from Silent Hill. I, yeah, I, that, I, that's that's the biggest one for me. I, I, I honestly I can't think of anything uh, other than maybe the Zelda series turning out to be a, a non-factor. Like I know that movie or that series on Netflix, but I kind of didn't believe it half you know when it first came out. So I wasn't that disappointed. But the Silent Hill because we got the demo because of that Gamble del Toro Kojima team up and Norman Reedus. I I, I think that's going to be my number one for quite some time. Yeah, no, definitely. That one's hit really hard, I know. Um, as far as my most disappointing news, I had one last week that was really good, but I cannot remember it for the life of me now. Um, so I'm going to have to go going to have to go with the uh series of Devil's Third um cancellations or assumed cancellations until it's finally on its way now, but um as far as Devil's Third, I've been a big fan of Itagaki for a long time, ever since I first played Dead or Alive. Um, just fell in love with his game uh, design philosophy and was proven to be even more correct, I believe, once uh, Ninja Gaiden came out. So I was really looking forward to his first game outside of the Tecmo bubble after their relationship soured. And then it was with THQ, and then it was independent, and then it just disappeared for a couple years. And now it's finally coming out for Wii U. Of but, all systems. <laughs> yeah, of all the systems for like this ultra-violent game, which is funny because people are still going to say that Nintendo doesn't have any mature games and they're going to pretend it doesn't exist most likely, but I really hope it does well. And I really I, hope it's a good game. I'll buy it. I know I am. Yeah, no, same here. But yeah, I mean, that between that and the the Wii Vitality sensor never showing up. I, <laughs> I mean, think that was the the news for you last time. Yeah, like I almost I think I was going to quit gaming when I when the Wii Vitality sensor never came out. But uh, uh but yeah, so that's our question for the week. We look forward to listening to all of your responses. We are probably going to be very depressed reading <laughs> reading those next yeah. week, but either way it can't be worse than Silent Hills. So. And, t- and and take heed, ye faithful Geekscape listeners, for we will more than likely have Derek and Shane back next week. Or maybe not. For all, like, for all we know, <laughs> maybe neither of us will be here. Maybe we'll just send like a blank recording. That, that well, that was last week's show. Though. Yeah, that was that so. was last week's show. Blank recording. <laughs> all so, right. Um, no, but hopefully we'll have the full. No, I think that's about it. Ah, so, I mean, look at that. Yeah, and we finished relatively quick compared to our normal standards. We're only about twelve yeah. minutes longer than we should be. Yeah. 
and uh yeah so oh and uh yeah we're done before nine o'clock and that's a record for us yeah so i actually have time to do things yeah me too i get to be with my wife i know i i forget that i'm married when we're doing these recordings (laughs) it's like i'm married to the show i'm married to you guys you have to take out the two hours to be with my other waifus so with that uh where can they find you on twitter uh you can find me on twitter at inu joshua and you can find me at the King of Mars. And, and then I just want to throw in there too. Like we always throw out the Twitter handles, but please, I would love to play with people too because these guys never play with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, gamer tag PSN uh, Twitch if you wanted. Uh, it's all Inu Joshua. Uh, gamer tag for Xbox is uh, King of Mars spaced out the O of in, of as a zero, and on Wii U it's the King of Mars. So you see a theme going on here. Perfect. All right, guys. Uh, so if uh, Josh opened it, so I'll close it. So on behalf of uh, Derek and Shane, who are not here, and on behalf of Josh, uh, we like to thank you for listening to Geeks Hit Games, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>